Welcome to episode four of the Rosenthal and Jesselnick Vanity Project. RJVP! We're still trying to figure out what this show is, but we're, we're still cranking, Anthony. We are the mayor of kings, destroyer of worlds. Welcome to episode four of RJVP. RJVP. <laughs> RJVP. Anthony really wants, for branding purposes, to yell that as much as humanly possible. It's fun to yell. RJVP. What's going on? We, uh, you were at my house last night. We were kind of going over the show. That's how seriously you are taking things. Mm-hmm. You also are now watching football more regularly from like a, you know, a scholarly perspective because you're a trained NFL analyst now. Stop talking like I'm like a transfer student. Like I came over from like China and I'm just like learning the game. Like I've watched football. I'm just on the road a lot. I don't get to watch. I don't get to watch a lot of games. But this week I got to watch Raiders Steelers being in L.A. They uh, there was a nationally televised game. So how was right. how was sitting home watching watching the games all Sunday? It was awesome. It was a great it was a great game. I only seen Ben going down, but I enjoyed you know getting to sit there with a friend, having some mimosas, mm. ordering breakfast, and uh, and enjoying myself. I uh, I liked watching the game. I was a little confused at first. Um, you thought this was funny, but I thought it was, I thought it was even funnier at first. Like I see in the top left corner of the screen during all the games yesterday because it's, it's, uh, it's veterans day. They're celebrating veterans as they should. Um, and I see the, the, there's a ribbon in the top left corner. And I thought for like the first game, I was like, why has the NFL adopted the AIDS ribbon <laughs> for their, the 50th anniversary of the Super Bowl? Like I thought that's what it was. And then my friend explained to me, no, that is for veterans. It's not. That's not the. Uh, Why would you immediately think it's the AIDS? I don't even really have that association. Why would that be? Because that ribbon, one? like the ribbon that they use, which is for veterans, so they use it for breast cancer and, and different diseases. Um, a lot of them. Uh, it, it originally originated as the AIDS. Mm. That was the first. They were the first cause to to use that. So it's it's an appropriate uh, mark for some things. But I thought it was hilarious that the NFL would use it as their their 50th anniversary <laughs> uh, marking. But I was wrong. That would I be was, a, stra- uh, a strange move by the NFL. We. Uh, we have to wear the, those pins. We're encouraged to wear those pins. Breast Cancer Awareness Month uh, in October and then Veterans um, Appreciation for the Military in November. So every every video hit that we do for NFL Now or NFL Network, you gotta you got to find one of those pins if you've lost it. It's, it's like the makeup lady's least favorite month of the year because they're trying to track down these pins. Edited for a severe lack of respect. But I think uh, I think what, the way to do that, Greg, and so you don't lose your pin, is you put them on like the Marines do it. You know what I mean? You don't use the back. You put it just right into your chest, and you have your friends headbutt you <laughs> onto the pin until, until you start bleeding. That's uh, that's the NFL way. Big week for you. It is a big week. I mean, you're you're prepping. You know, you're doing some writing, but you know, in your life, you are moving. This I, week. I'm moving. I'm moving out of an apartment into a new ap- an apartment. Yeah. Yes, but you're moving in the most Anthony Jesselnick way possible back into your old apartment. Yes. That you moved out of, what, only a year and a half ago or something? A year ago. Uh, <laughs> I'm moving out for a very Anthony reason, which I won't get into, but I'm also, I'm, I am left an apartment building and I moved into this new one and then I didn't like it, so I'm moving back in, not in the same apartment, but the same building, which is a very me thing to do. Don't you just feel like you just wasted a, a lot of time and money with this whole back and forth? Certainly, certainly. Um, you paid a decorator lots of money to like put together your new apartment 
you know, a year ago, and now all that money is basically gone because you're moving back to the old one. It was a sunk cost. You know, I, I thought about it, and I thought, <laughs> I have to leave this place as soon as possible. And I, I ran. I ran for the hills. And it cost me some money. But what's money for? if not uh, for wasting it on moving through uh, from apartment to apartment. It is pretty amazing the setup that people uh, like you have that you can just, like literally you're checking yourself into a hotel, you're not doing anything move related, and then you just show up to your new apartment and it'll be all set up for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I leave on Sunday and I just walk into my new apartment on Tuesday. <laughs> I don't box <laughs> anything. Ridiculous. I don't know what, I, what And it's all set up in a certain place, like in design and whatnot. And I don't know what that is. No, like They're like, do you want me to show you? And I'm like, I don't care. I just do what you think is good, and that's fine. Brandon, is that is that how your uh, moves are? At no, it's in not. Life? And actually, I went to look at a place today, an apartment that uh, mm. I have to do on my own, and it stinks. Yeah. I look for a place, and then I'm going to have to move stuff in there myself. I'm sure, man. If I was you, I would kill myself. <laughs> All right. Uh, maybe start practicing your stand-up, Brandon. That was old Droog, your old Droog, one of my favorite new rappers, uh, sent me a direct message on Twitter, which made me very excited. He told me, uh, and I quote, uh, I fucks with your comedy. Uh, <laughs> How's that spelled? F-U-X. Okay. That's actually not even a swear, Brandon. No. I think that's safe. No, uh, we're good to go, guys. <laughs> did, it, did it with the X, and I was uh, I fucks with your comedy is the favorite thing I've ever heard. So I thought I'd give him uh, give him a shout out throughout the show tonight. I'm gonna play several uh, your old Droog songs. Y O U R O L D D Wow Double O G. You're really Check pushing it, it there. He's got three albums. They're great. Um, let's go through what was cut from last week's yeah, episode. It's one of our favorite weekly segments for our regular listeners now, which we, which we appreciate. Yeah, they've been growing in mass, and we're getting pretty meta now because we keep on. Last week was pretty clean. Uh, you know, fortunately or unfortunately, depending on how you look at it, um, I think this is going to be a heavier episode <laughs> for our uh, RJVP fans. Can't wait. Um, Anthony listened to it and then told Brandon before today's show, like, we were way too easy on you last week. Yeah. We, we want to screw this show up. Wait, did he actually listen to it or is that? Yeah, I did. I legit. This is the first one I listened to. I've not listened to the other two, but I listened to this one just to see, like, what was going on. I didn't okay. really know about the dings and all that stuff. So I got to listen to it. Uh, good job. Thank you. Brandon, uh, better than I ever would have expected from you. Um, <laughs> but I want to go through a lot of these things that I'm going to talk about that, that were edited have been edited from every episode. Like things that we that joked about in the first episode and then trying to explain it in what got edited from last week. So try to explain it, it in a way again. where it doesn't get edited. That's what I'm going to do. That's what I was setting up, Greg. Thank you. Thank you. Um, this one has been difficult to talk about. And it's so long ago, I don't remember what the joke was. But what got edited was talking about Greg's wife being asleep and Greg manipulating her limbs into different positions <laughs> while she's sleeping, as if you would like a Barbie doll or some sort of like plaything while it was sleeping and then filming this. Um, and I think that should get through what I just said. That's like the cleanest way I can say that. Um, I'm just sick of it and I want it gone. Another thing that got cut, that got edited a little bit, like we left it in and then we took it, we beeped a little bit, was uh, the product that I that I've been pitching um, with with uh, different levels of success, which is Greg Hardy's uh, bed full of. <laughs> when you want to get to sleep, you don't want to sleep too well. Greg Hardy's <laughs> bed full of. <laughs> um, another thing we we talked about breast cancer. We were talking about you know the month of October being breast cancer month, and I made a claim about the curability of the disease, which uh, the NFL thought was um, uh, grotesque, and that was edited. And inaccurate. You were just making numbers up. Yes, as I often do. Um, And then the last thing was I I referenced a dictator uh, from Germany in the 1940s 
who eventually uh, committed suicide. Um, and, I, and I combined him with breast cancer. And I don't remember how or why, but I'm sure it was hilarious. That was edited. So those were the edits from last week. Uh, and I think, we, uh, I think we nailed it. That was your old Droog. I think you finally nailed the uh, despot that you were talking about, that you figured a way around it. You're getting savvy. Don't call him that. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, so when, when we were talking, you were, at, you were at my house last night, and yeah. we send ideas, hey, what are we going to talk about this week? This is planned out, despite you know how it sounds. You really wanted to build this whole show around one video you felt was really important. I wanted to pitch like an entirely different podcast. <laughs> Just based around this one video and just going into it. it's a whole it's a world building, almost like the Marvel Cinematic Universe and what DC's trying to do, uh, Universal and their monster movies. I wanted to do this with a video. Uh, this we're gonna play a clip. This is the setup of Airbud, the golden retriever from the cinematic uh, the, from the movies Airbud. Um, uh, Airbud Golden Receiver, which is the the football related one. Uh, this is uh, Airbud and his his, his partner um, playing football at uh, at Heinz Field during a Steelers game. Go ahead and play it. Steelers fans, please welcome to Heinz Field a true canine celebrity. He's been popularized in over 15 major motion 15. picture films. The super athletic Golden Retriever Buddy, A.K.A. Airbud. And joining him is his brother, fellow Air Buddy, Brutus. Here's the best part. Today, the Air Buddies, along with owner Kevin DeChico, will demonstrate their legendary football catching abilities. Legendary. The Buddies are currently on their first ever book tour promoting their new, new, new newly released bestseller, Go Buddy, the Air Bud Story. The announcer stumbled over it. That's how much he can't believe that these two golden retrievers have a book deal. <laughs> Air Buddy. So the video is like is like a couple minutes of this guy, this trainer, running around in a Roethlisberger jersey. In your r- stadium. I know. You are the team that brought Air Bud to I the know. football populace. I know. We do a lot of things. I mean, the Roonies are at the forefront of everything. <laughs> brought Air Bud in, and this guy runs around like he's under pressure. Like people are coming at him, and he's throwing these like these little inflatable footballs to these golden retrievers in the end zone. And the first, the first couple are like disasters. Like they're missing. In the no, you didn't even get close. Aren't even like aren't even enjoying this at all. And then they start to catch a couple footballs. And every time they do, the announcer announces it. Touchdown, Airbud. <laughs> <laughs> As if like anyone in the uh, the stadium is enjoying this at all. Touchdown, Airbud. <laughs> I was obsessed with. First of all, I was like, what is this book deal? Like, how do you how are you like let's let's promote this by going around to stadiums. And wasting everybody's time, uh, but then I started looking into the Airbud franchise. There's a lot. There's so much here. First of all, let's talk about Airbud Golden Receiver. All right, Airbud, the original Airbud, is about a dog that plays basketball. And when I say plays basketball, I watched a clip. I mean that people on Airbud's team throw a basketball at the dog, <laughs> and it bounces off the dog's face. <laughs> And many times goes in the basket. Like, it is hilarious. If you just cut out the basketball going into the hoop, it would look like they were just beaning this dog with a basketball. No, it's great. I, I hate dogs. It's one of the best movies if you hate dogs. So funny. Sure. And then Air Bud 2 <laughs> is like the same kid with the dog finds out that his dog can actually catch footballs. And mm. the, the, my favorite part is that Air Bud 2, Air Bud Golden Receiver, the film, this is from his Wikipedia page. The film was dedicated to the memory of the original Airbud, <laughs> who died of a rare form of cancer. 
1998, just several months before the movie's release. It's very, it's a, it's a kind of a Paul Walker situation, kind of like a, like a Paul Walker. Um, mm. uh, who's the other guy? Who am I thinking of? Who played the Joker? Um, in, in, uh, Heath Ledger. Uh, Heath Ledger. It's a Heath Ledger situation with Air Bud. Um, and I love that. And in, in, in the plot of the movie, kind of. Did you start- did you watch it by the way? Like when you're watching Air Bud, do you look like Paul Walker for the scenes that aren't actually Air Bud? That where you can tell it's a fake. It's clear. Like the dog's like smiling a little too much in each thing. Yeah, the dog's like just wait. The, the, why is your tail wagging in this scene, not the other one? It's clearly your brother. Um, in this in this movie, uh, two Russian siblings by the name of Natalia and Popov kidnap Buddy, kidnap Air Bud. And hopes from having to perform special attraction at the Russian circus. Mm. All right. At the end of the movie, Patrick, the, the little boy, finds Buddy, takes him to the game. And with the help of Buddy, his team catches up in the championship. But Buddy is tackled and taken out of the game. Mm. Which made me think, all right, let's say Buddy is on an NFL roster right now. Let's say he gets on the Niners. All right. Let's say he's on the Niners right now. Greg, how many plays, <laughs> not games, how many plays... If a golden retriever is on the team, how many plays until the dog is killed? <laughs> Not injured, flat out killed. Well, I think it depends on the opponent. Like, is James Harrison on the other team? I think if James Harrison is there, he's going right for that dog. Okay. He, he's out on the first play. True. He's out uh, on the first play. Niners, Steelers. Harrison doesn't seem like the kind of guy who likes dogs at all. Uh, I can see that. I would love to. Maybe Joey Porter runs, runs, off, runs off the sidelines and takes out the dog. I think the dog would be killed immediately on special teams. I think the dog would be destroyed. <laughs> How many times do you think they would show it on the Jumbotron? Do you think they would, like, do you think they would replay it over and over? <laughs> or they just be like, this is, this is tough. This is the dog having its spine broken uh, within seconds. Within seconds of its first NFL play. Um, again, if the Steelers too, do you think, okay, let's say it's playing the Steelers. Yeah. Is, it, is the dog killed by Harrison? Or... Oh, Michael Vick. Oh, the tension there. Yeah, maybe maybe pregame warm-ups, Vick comes out and can't handle himself. There would be a lot of drama in the crowd. I like though after we're hit, we're into f- the fourth ep- fourth episode here, and you know pe- people around the office have asked like, what is this show? What it, what is it all about? And and I'm saying you know we're we're two friends. We're talking some football. We're talking some memories. We're we're figuring out as we go. But I think now we're starting to find our footing, and that is. Episode after episode, animal cruelty. Animal cruelty for sure. Airbud. <laughs> so good. I mean, because I think next week I might get into the later entries in the Airbud franchise. Mm. There is Airbud seventh inning fetch. Airbud plays baseball. Uh, Airbud spikes back. Uh, Buddy tackles volleyball. Uh, there's actually one where they go into space. I swear to God, called Space Buddies. When were these all created, Anthony? Uh, this is uh, I'm going from about like the, the original Airbud was out in '97. Okay, and what's the most recent one? The most recent one was 2013 at Super Buddies. After acquiring rings that grant them superpowers, the buddies must must use them to stop a villain. Well, that was a huge hit because that's what got them the book deal. Mm-hmm. After that, they just had to get their words out there. I like the comments on the YouTube, and if you want to find this on YouTube, you can. Oh, they're great. You can look for it. Airbud performs with Steelers. Um, you know, for some reason, watching this makes me sad. Melancholy is the word. This made me so sad because he died a few years ago. I think lung cancer. You remember the dog Comet from Full House? <laughs> That's the same dog. It's so sad, but he was old. If your There's dog, a lot of those. If your dog dies from lung cancer, you're a bad owner. <laughs> Poor Air Bud. I mean, well, actually, you're giving him a lot of... Uh, he's in a better place now. You know, he's playing football with God.
girl Droog. That's who that was. Emika, my wife, was in the other room last night saying that we were giggling like girls while talking to Mayor Bud. There's only one way to giggle, and that's like girls. She also said I should stop trying to be... She's been listening to it, which is a, a big compliment, like I said to you. She, keep, she listens to episode three, too. She said I should stop trying to be funny. I, that, was, that was funny to me because I didn't realize you were trying. <laughs> I was aware. Let's get to our big headlines. Wait, before we do that, yeah? do you think your wife, lo- your wife loves you more than she loves me? Do you think that she likes me more than she likes you? I'm not, she's probably sick of you a little bit at this point, and I do a lot of the heavy lifting with the God kids. You know what I mean? I kind of raise those children. Myself. Oh, you do it. You send gifts. You bring gifts over. Mm-hmm. Uh, she doesn't like me that much, I would say, in general. So it does, it's a low bar to clear. And I think that you've you've cleared it. She also felt bad. She didn't want you to think as as you were leaving last night that in any way, like she was discouraging you from coming over anymore. No, I think she just like wondered why anyone would be friends with you <laughs> have to hang out. So like, you guys can do this on the phone, which I thought was funny. Let's. Do headlines. Do some headlines. And every week we're going to do headlines. We've got we've got our hot take of the week coming up. We've got Ask Anthony, our listener of the week. Have a little movie talk. Uh, but first, let's go through some NFL headlines. And we are going to start with the Oakland Raiders coming off uh, that tough loss in Pittsburgh where you lose Ben Roethlisberger, but you do win the game, uh, a fun game that I watched on Sunday. But the real action uh, was happening off the field Ray Ray Armstrong has been accused, this is a Raiders player, of a felony of taunting a police dog. Uh, Action 4 News in Pittsburgh says Armstrong was aggressive and confrontational towards Bandit the dog, uh, jumping, beating his chest, barking, lifting up his shirt, (laughs) and yelling at this police dog and chief deputy kevin kraus uh says they are investigating it and it's a third degree felony charge in pennsylvania and charges may be brought against ray ray armstrong love the name ray ray armstrong it's a great great football name i think the one of my favorite parts is uh, clearly ray ray thought that this was an airbud situation where he was like trying to intimidate the other team <laughs> touchdown airbud yeah if you can keep if you can keep it out of the end zone with a little taunting before the game you do it i would have loved to have seen ray ray's face when he found out that's a felony. Like, <laughs> like that would, he'd be like, hey, you're not supposed to taunt police dogs. He'd be like, oh, yeah, I'm sorry, my bad. No, it's a felony. And the picture, if you go online, you see the picture of the dog. The dog is wearing sunglasses Yeah, in all, in all photos, which means that's one of the coolest dogs ever. Yeah, but it also makes him eminently tauntable. If, if, you're, a, if you're a dog and you're wearing sunglasses, when you put those glasses on, that's kind of like, I can take the heat. I'm, I'm a cool dog. I'm not just any old dog walking around. Bring it. I, I can take care of myself. What, since when are these dogs held to some different standard that you can't taunt them? A lot of Raiders and Steelers fans are taunting each other. I'll tell you this right now. If I was a dog, I'd wear sunglasses 24-7. <laughs> the, the dog, you know, just Airbud to do, to uh, this dog, Bandit. I mean, the dogs are everywhere. Jack Del Rio, uh, the Raiders coach, was almost incredulous about this charge. And he said he's caught wind of this story. He's going to put it in the silly category. I think once the facts come to light, I don't think there's going to be much of an issue. I would love to know what else is in the silly category <laughs> for Del Rio. <laughs> what, what, what does he have just two categories? It's like football and then silly. <laughs> you know what's silly is Jack Del Rio's uh, hair color right now. I don't know if you've seen him on the sideline last week. He's in between some things. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's it's platinum. You didn't notice that? We, yeah. I just thought he hit the the dye bottle a little too hard there. I thought he was doing it to commemorate uh, 50 years of the Super Bowl. 
Stop my bread and you call shit. Have you in the hospital needed? On the streets in the snow you'll see. That was your old droog. So last week you set up one of your rules. You d- didn't want to talk about the Le'Veon Bell injury like a wimp. Strange, like a guy who builds his persona on kind of, oh, I'm a tough guy, I don't care about anything, is afraid of talking about a football player who you don't even know his injury. You refuse to talk about Ben Roethlisberger's injury on this show too. I feel weird, weird talking about players getting injured. If a player gets killed... <laughs> or if a player kills a dog, I'm on board 100%. If a player gets injured by a dog, we'll talk about that. But injuries on the field, I don't I don't think are uh, I don't think are funny. I don't want to be taunting players who got hurt, but I did say last week my exact words. Yes. My exact words were I don't want to talk about injuries unless a player has a lacerated kidney. And as if I am some sort of wizard, uh, and I am, uh, Andrew Luck, lacerated kidney. How long is he out for? He's out two to six weeks, and... Immediately when this news happened, we got a couple uh, tweets about the whole lacerated kidney effect. Because touchdown, <laughs> Airbud. <laughs> I mean, you mentioned lacerated kidney. I don't know why this is. This is sort of the injury du jour in the NFL. <laughs> back to back weeks, we have a uh, la la, Greg. a lacerated kidney, and you you questioned uh, you know the new school type of players like Keenan Allen, who were knocked out for the season when they get a lacerated kidney. Um, but I thought maybe you would be impressed by the fact Andrew Luck took that hit, and it's a brutal hit early in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. He stayed in the game. The very next play, he throws a touchdown. He ends up going. Touchdown. <laughs> he goes five for seven for the rest of the game, I think for 64 yards. Leads them to a huge upset victory against Denver. Andrew Luck stays in and plays through the lacerated kidney. Ronnie Lott would be proud, right? Yeah, I'm a Luck fan. And here's the thing about kidneys. Everybody's got two. You can lacerate one, and you can still finish the game like Andrew Luck, not like what's-his-face what's his McGee from two weeks ago. <laughs> Touchdown, Airbus. Stop my bread and you call shit. Have you in the hospital needed? On the streets in the snow you'll see. You're old Droog. Rex Next Ryan back in the news this week for his Jets. I mean, his Bills going to New York, playing the Jets on Thursday night football. And on Monday of the week, he answered a question and told America that, yes, he is going to name I.K. and Impale, who is the man who punched out Geno Smith in the Jets locker room and was subsequently cut by the Jets. He's going to name an Impale a captain for the Bills this week going to New York to face the Jets. Now, Rex Ryan, he, he loves to do this sort of thing. He loves it, but this makes me sick. I like Rex Ryan. I think he's a funny guy. I think he's one of the funnier coaches in the league. No one can touch the sense of humor and warmth of a Bill Belichick. <laughs> but I think that Rex Ryan is a very funny guy, but he blew it this time. I think he should have said, no, I would never do that. That's taking it too far, and then throwing him out there. You mm. don't give your punchline away like on Monday. You know what I mean? You wait until the game to do it. I think this was a huge blown opportunity, and I think he was a little too pleased with himself. Like He was kind of laughing about it like as if he'd already done it. You know what I mean? You haven't done it yet, Rex, you know, unless he gets the tattoo on the other arm. And I'm not going to buy it. <laughs> if he gets a tattoo on the other arm of Enem Polly knocking out Geno Smith. Edited for just the right amount of Airbud. 
Stop. Uh, well, the tattoo on his other arm is his wife wearing uh, a Bills jersey now. Do you not know this? Yeah, that's right. They changed the jerseys. He also, I mean, he's a crazy person. He also has a tattoo of an offensive lineman from the Jets, Wayne Hunter, who he, he put a tattoo of himself, of Wayne Hunter on himself, to try to convince Wayne Hunter to re-sign with the Jets because he really liked Wayne Hunter. And Wayne Hunter is like the seventh best offensive lineman on the team. Not even an important thing. He just cares that little about his body that he just decided to throw a Wayne Hunter tattoo on there. He also has a, uh, has a, a, a tattoo of Calvin from Calvin and Hobbes urinating on an MLS logo. Really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. No, Greg. I would have believed that. Touchdown, Airbus. You would have believed that. He had a tattoo of Calvin urinating on the Major League Soccer logo. He has a picture of after all this, you know, the stories that came up. He's a man who I really don't think. On one level, he does care what people think. He wants everyone to think he's funny. For whatever reason, he showed up to Tuesday's press conference wearing a Clemson helmet and just had that on because his, his son went to Clemson for the first minute and a half of his press conference. Like, that was the joke. That was the whole thing. So he he's, he's working out bits. But on another level, I don't think he really cares what people think, this is the same guy who they were doing a video, uh, kind of one of those behind-the-scenes profiles of him. They're in his, you know, in his office, in his desk, and he, he's perfectly proud with the framed picture of his wife's feet on his desk. Have you seen his wife's feet? <laughs> Still, in 2015. Yeah, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty weird. I mean, I don't, I, don't act, I don't have any problem. I'm not picking on it at all. Uh, but it shows that he's not going to be... Uh, bullied by uh, America's expectations of him. Touchdown, Airbus. <laughs> Why are you making a face? I really wish Anthony. I wish the listeners could see Anthony's face. He is making an arm signal every time he he wants touchdown Airbud to be played of touchdowns. It's too the, bad the, the touchdown network, signal. It's too bad the network can't afford me on camera. <laughs> Rex Ryan, by the way, before before we move on, um, he. He acts like this is, oh, this is normal because I do this every week. I sent out, for instance, uh, he sent out Richie Incognito as a captain when they faced the Dolphins. And he put out a bunch of offensive linemen when they when they played uh, Doug Marone's team, who was the ex-Bills coach and coaches offensive linemen. But his, that's not, an, that's not a defense that I'm always a d- that I'm always a jerk. Like this guy, IKN Impali, didn't just... Uh, play for the Jets. He literally knocked out the starting quarterback, a, a quarterback who is Rex's quarterback. He assaulted him in any other line of work. Like you would lose n- your your profession. I just think like what an honor to be named captain uh, for for a Rex Ryan team. It's like, oh, you're the captain this week. Oh, great, because I've done a good job in practice all week. No, I'm just screwing around. Touchdown, Airbud. Geno Smith heard the news uh, that. And Polly was going to be a captain this week, which led to this delightful exchange with a New York reporter. I don't think anything. Uh, it's his decision. So I really don't think much about it. Uh, I don't take it personal, um, if that's what you're asking. Why don't you take it personal since he punched you? I mean, why would I? Because he punched you. Uh, next question, man. <laughs> <laughs> Touchdown, Airbud. That's so great. I mean, first of all, congratulations to Gino on being able to open his mouth all the way. Um, I wouldn't comment that much either if I had had my jaw broken. Touchdown, uh, Airbud. I love just like, the next question. Like he, he got he got called out hard, totally busted, and then just did the next question. Well, I just love the 
the reporter. I mean, that is some New York. That is the difference. You're not getting that third follow-up in Kansas City. Uh, you know, why would he take it personal? Because he punched you in the face. Why would I take that personal? Because he punched you in the face. Because that's the most personal. That you can, like, you can't say. You could have said any other excuse. Like, I'm not going to let it bother me. I'm going to stay like focused on the game and be professional about it. You can't say I'm not going to take it personally. He punched you in the face off the field in the locker room. That's personal. Stop my bread and you you in the hospital needed or the streets in the snow you'll see old droog do you know what season it is right now uh football season it's clamp season it's clamp season i forgot i'm so sorry janoris jenkins rams cornerback uh hashtags clamp season at the end of every one of his tweets this season it's kind of like a branding thing he's doing he's a, he's going to be a free agent he's putting the clamps down Watch out, Janoris Jenkins. The Rams, unfortunately, lost last weekend. I have them going to the playoffs this year. They're kind of like back in this Rams team. I like them. They lost to the Vikings. Tough loss for them. But immediately after the game, Janoris Jenkins tweets out a picture of the box score from the game, and it says, numbers don't lie, dot, 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 clamp season. And in a highlighter, it has uh, the receiver that he was going up against, Stefan Diggs, who was held to three catches for 42 yards. I love it. I mean, I love this story because I love when people do what I'm going to call the inappropriate mic drop. You know what I mean? At the end of like one of my sets, like if I'm just like murdering the crowd, drop the mic at the end. Maybe Chris Rock can do it. I can do it. That's about it. Uh, but if you like drop the <laughs> You've mic. You've never done that. I've never once done it. But I have, I think in my next special, my, I would love instead of dropping the mic, as I finish, I tell my last joke, and then I throw the mic as hard as I can into the audience. Touchdown, <laughs> I think that would be hilarious. I would definitely get sued for it. Your new special, uh, Thoughts and Prayers, on Netflix, by the way. That's you know, right. you, you stopped uh, pimping it. I forgot. I forgot. But it's, I, think, I feel like everyone in the world has seen it now. Really? I haven't. Uh, great press, great reviews. Not to get off topic, but how come in comedy you don't tour after in any other business? It's like you promote after something comes out, essentially, like a, a musician goes on tour after they come out. But in comedy, you don't really do that as much. Because when people, comedy can only really enjoy the most once. You know what I mean? If you see that special, you don't want to see it again live. You want to see like the new stuff. With music, you want to hear them play it live. It's, it's different. Uh, it's certainly frustrating. Um, you just but, burned uh, off all that material. Yeah. I got, if you go see me do an hour, it's going to be a whole different hour. So I got to take some time and, uh, and build up the next, the next thing. So Janoris Jenkins, though, you, you were excited about the responses that he got to this or just, just his confidence in general? Just his confidence. of like It reminded me of the band Sexual Chocolate in the movie Coming to America. Mm. They're just like, bombing at that church thing, and the guy just keeps <laughs> on like screaming, like trying to get them to, to give him a standing ovation. It reminded me of that. And I, I, love, I love misplaced confidence. And that is, uh, that is this Jenkins guy in a nutshell. Yeah, he got a ton of responses just – killing him for being a team player and I, I like that he can he didn't back off at all he didn't back off the branding either his response was just i can only do my job ha 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 hashtag clamps <laughs> he can't he can't stop clamping we need we need we need stop my bread and you caution have you in the hospital needed on the streets in the snow you'll see old droog god people are gonna hate that song by the time this episode's over but i love it listen to the whole thing it's called blood Keep to leave the Denver Broncos cornerback was suspended this week for one game by the NFL for poking Colts tight end Dwayne Allen in the eye during Sunday's game 
against the uh, Indianapolis Colts. Akib Talib was asked about it after the game. He clearly poked Allen in the eye. He said, you think I play football to poke people in the eye? <laughs> it was an honest mistake. Uh, from my angle, I, I see Allen headbutt Von Miller a little bit. I went over to try to poke his head, and I think my hand slipped and hit his face. He acted like he got in an 18-passenger car wreck. I guess that's what type of guy he is. I love that he pokes the guy in the eye so blatantly. I mean, you don't play football to put people in the eye. You play football like you're fighting Daryl Hannah and Kill Bill. That was the most blatant eye poke I've ever seen. And then he blames the other guy. I guess that's what kind of man you are when I poke you in the eye. You can't poke someone in the eye and then call him a wuss. Yeah, you can't. You, I like that he came out strong against Allen. Yeah, <laughs> like it was his bad. Like, like it was definitely Allen's fault. This is a guy Talib. I mean, he's had a crazy. He's had a crazy past. I think that's part of the suspension. People forget the story. Um, a few four years ago, when he was on the Bucks, and there was an arrest based on his sister's boyfriend got shot, and Talib was involved. But then his and this is all on the record. And his mom then stood up and said, "No, Akib didn't, you know, fire anything. I did." Uh, some some wire type stuff there. Oh, check out Perry Mason over here. <laughs> Two more, I swear. That's your old Drew. Uh, no one's <laughs> sick of it. It's great. I guess wait, maybe wait, wait every, every minute. I'm a fan of the repetition, but I know that uh, people, people, uh, people are not. Yeah, there was a five to seven-week period where Anthony only listened to Like Woe by Black Rob in college. That's right. You know that song? We probably don't, Brandon. No, no idea. We'll, we'll have to get it as a was sound drop. It was only replaced by me playing six months in a row of Things You Can Do. Yeah. Okay, Deltron 3030. Um, this, next, this next story, this next headline uh, is one of, I think, the topics we've, we've hit every, every single week, maybe Animal Cruelty and, uh, and Greg Hardy. What happened this week with Greg Hardy? Well, it's bad luck for you. You're trying to you know, get that bed full of idea off the ground and you're you're having trouble getting a, a sponsor getting a hardy to really get on board it's been with tough. shark thing. tank did not go well for me <laughs> but i'm gonna keep trying you know what i mean this is america and i feel like yeah he's not getting any more popular this week he was at the game last week of course against the eagles uh pictures came out uh of the woman that he ale- assaulted and he hasn't talked to the media since then. And instead of talking to the media after last week's game, our own uh, Mike Silver was at the game, reported that a Ferrari was pulled into the stadium. This is indoors, into the, the hallway, essentially, underground, under the stadium. They bring the Ferrari out just a couple feet outside the locker room. They close the locker room down to reporters. And then Hardy gets into the Ferrari and takes off. And the, the immediate thing I thought was, like, is that the worst job in America? The security official who has to go track down Greg Hardy's Ferrari to go help this lowlife basically get out of town without facing any heat. Uh, no, actually, Greg, the worst job in America is Greg Hardy's... Edited to keep Greg's job. Run. Stop my bread and you in the hospital, need it. Run. On the streets, in the snow, you'll see. Run. 
Old Droog. I bet that got edited. No one is happy with me for what I just said. Yeah. That's okay. I don't know why I keep going back to this this topic. It's just going to get... I think the joke was legit. I think it was legit. He's a uh, he's a piece of garbage. Uh, last story, Greg. Jump into this one. Or no, second to last story. Our last football story. We always like to finish up uh, when we can with a non-football story. Uh, the Giants went down to Tampa last week, beat the Buccaneers. And after the game, one of their fans was arrested for allegedly trying to to burn down the Tampa Bay Buccaneers flag outside the stadium. Now this is huge flag. This is not your average flag. It, if you go to Google Satellite, you can see this flag on Google Satellite because it is 80 by 50 feet. It's $26,000 and it's at the top of a 15-story pole. But that's not going to stop Daniel Justin Raboni. It's not going to stop him. He was arrested for criminal mischief and possession of marijuana. He still made a big-time attempt to go burn that flag down. It's a great mugshot. The guy was clearly uh, intoxicated on on a cocktail of things, I I would assume. And my favorite part about the story is that no one knows how he got up there. He had, like he's not talking. <laughs> they don't know how he got up 15 stories. He thought it was going to be flammable. Like they would have a giant. Yeah, it was. Flag that was it was flammable. flame retardant. So it basically, it, it just didn't work at all. Of course it was. Um, I, I love I love this guy. This guy is this guy is a great a great one of the all time classic uh, Giants fans. He he is definitely the most effective uh, person to wear an Eli Manning jersey this year. <laughs> there you that go, Emika. That's a little something for the wife for the missus. Airbud. Thank you. He he gets me thinking. Like, what is what is the dumbest thing you've ever done while uh, maybe not of right mind? I'll put while, it while intoxicated. Sure, um, I've done Some many. Way. I don't think I've ever done anything smart while intoxicated. Um, although I have made a career out of it. Um, but I can <laughs> tell you the mo- the dumbest thing you've ever done while intoxicated. Oh no. This is a, this is gonna be. Let's see how I can. I don't want to get you fired, but I wouldn't mind. You know what I mean? I could support. Uh, your entire family financially if I had to. Um, <laughs> there was a time where Greg and I lived together uh, after college for a couple of years. And uh, and we, we were roommates for quite some time. But in college, I believe like junior, senior year, I bought Greg uh, for his birthday. I bought him a glass bong. <laughs> a, uh, a, a, ni- a very ni- nice glass bong that we, we named. Do you remember what we named it? Yeah, there was a lot of talk for weeks, but we settled on Casanova Frankenstein. Casanova Frankenstein, which is a great name for a bong. A great name for anything, really. Um, and and we had this for years. And one day, I'm looking for it. This was like maybe a couple years after college. I said, Greg, have you seen that thing, that, that piece? And you, and you say, uh, no, I've, I have no idea where it is. And I became obsessed with the fact where if you have a landlord, uh, there's, there, was like a, there was like a theory that was going around, almost like an urban legend, that your landlord can take, can steal drug paraphernalia because you can't report it to the police. So we got we somehow convinced ourselves that our landlord had come into our apartment, what? just taken this and just taken taken the bong because he could. What year is this? This was I mean you were only in LA for a couple of years after college. Oh, I was in LA. It right, was like right, toward right. the end of right, 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 right. And I remember getting like more and more worked up about this. Like I can't believe the landlord just came in here. I don't know how I convinced myself that it happened. And you're backing me up. You're like, yeah, yeah, that's, that's probably what happened. And I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna call him. <laughs> And I'm going to tell him that I know he did this. And you're like, yes, you should do this. Thank like, you, you should call him. And I'm like getting ready to do it. Like, I literally have the phone in my hands. And it starts ringing from one of our friends. It was uh, from Tamar. Remember our, our old of friend? Of course. Still Tamar calls. Tamar. He's like, hey, man. Shout out to Tamar Azuz. He's like, hey, man, I want to. Co- I got to come by and drop off your bong that I borrowed. And I'm like, 
What? I was right about to call my landlord and accuse him of stealing it from my apartment, which would have been a, an all-time terrible thing to do. And he goes, what do you mean Greg gave it to me? I asked if Greg if I could borrow it. Greg walked outside and handed it to me in my car, and then I drove away. Yeah, I'm a good friend. That's what's called being a good friend. What well, good friend would have said when I said, hey, where's the bong? You would have said, hey, I lent it to Tamar, not you should call the landlord and tell him about it. <laughs> I didn't re- you know, I didn't remember. No, you did not. You don't remember a lot of things, and that's why we're barely friends. Stop bread and you Have you in the hospital On the streets in the snow you'll see. That was your old Droog. Final story that we'll talk about today uh, from the Southern California area, San Diego. SeaWorld announced this week that they're going to end the use of a killer, what is it, killer? Killer whales? Killer whale you shows. Forgot, you forgot the name whales? No. Shamu is what they call yeah. them. Yeah, they're, they're ending the shows in San Diego. In the Florida, they're still going to have them. Like around the world, they're still going to do them. It's mm. only in San Diego they're stopping. And they're going to keep them in tanks which is the worst part. They're just not going to make them jump around. They're going to make them hang out with trainers. They're well, still going to be there. The thing that got me was that they're going to end the shows in 2017. So we're trying to increase demand for these shows. You know, you better get in now while you can well, be- you before, know, before we end it. In 2017, they switch over from Shamu to Airbud. <laughs> Touchdown, Airbud. Because what, I mean, wouldn't you want to get your family, get them in the van, drive them down to San Diego and watch a bunch of drowned golden retrievers? <laughs> kind of flopping around. I would love, I would love to see that. And that has been touchdown, Airbud. And that has been headlines. That was Little Wayne. You know what time of week it is. Whenever you hear Little Wayne Fireman off of the Carter Two, which I mistakenly said was Little Wayne's worst album. That's his best album, the Carter Two. I don't know if you care about that. Sea World, by the way, is terrible. I brought. Uh, Emica, I mean Ellis. There, I went to one, I went to the one in Ohio. Was not kid. terrible. Like I, I don't care about the politics of it. I, I cared about that you had to park, you know, half a mile away, and it cost a ton. And kid, you know, to kids, you could have, you could go to a pond near you, and they would have the same amount of excitement. This has been hot takes. <laughs> uh, no, SeaWorld is a terrible place. Uh, the only, the closest I get to SeaWorld is watching Jaws three, as I mm. do once a week. Jim Caldwell has the hot take of the week. My favorite headline of the week. It's from uh, M Live in Michigan. It's just Lions coach Jim Caldwell. I'm not dead yet. Such a great take. I mean, it's controversial. <laughs> a lot of people think he is a corpse, um, but he he's saying I'm not dead yet, which is a hilarious thing to actually say out loud. <laughs> it's amazing. If you, I mean, if you've seen Jim Caldwell on the sideline. Uh, if you've watched him make decisions close in different game situations, uh, if you've ever seen him try to you know challenge a play, I could I could see why he needs to clarify this. Why so many people believe that he is in fact dead. He seems like he's trying to convince himself. <laughs> You're dead, Jim. You're a corpse. But but he's not dead. He's still the coach of the uh, the Detroit Lions, and he says you know people uh, people have been saying he's done too quick. But as you can see. I'm alive and well. There's only been one man, I think, who has walked and ris- risen from the dead. He and said, I'm certainly not him. <laughs> he said that? <laughs> That's his yeah, yeah, Caldwell, you are certainly not uh, Jesus Christ. And there are two people. Jesus Christ, of course, rose from the dead. That's a fact, everybody. You can take that to the blood bank, Senator. Uh, also, Lazarus. Jesus Christ brought Lazarus back. And then wasn't there something at the end of the movie, The Abyss, 
mm. uh, where where they they got uh, they got um, I don't know if it was like a mouth to mouth situation, but some people come back. People come back a lot. Remember uh, remember Rod Tidwell at the end of Jerry Maguire. He's dead, and then he comes back to life at the end, much like Jesus and Lazarus. Caldwell's Touchdown. way off base. Airbud. Think about Airbud died, and then they they're kind of magically replaced him. It's That's a different true. dog, but it's kind of like the spirit of Airbud has been rejuvenated. I think Caldwell's way off. I think he's off base, and I think he should be fired for this and this alone. That was Little Wayne. Every week we ask Anthony. If uh, if you want to become a sponsor for this segment, contact Anthony personally. Um, Awkward Tastical Heather Murray on Twitter uh, asked you if Landry Jones goes down this week to injury. Do we finally agree that your sources call back to uh, episode two of the Rosenthal and Jesselnick Vanity Project? RGVP. RGVP. Uh, if Landry Jones goes down, do we finally agree your sources are jinxed to the Steelers? Okay, let me. I'm going to talk about this. First of all, it's a banner day for Heather Murray. Heather Murray is actually, I don't know if you know this, Greg, uh, she is one of Jesselnick's Jezebels. Uh, there is a, there's a fan group of mine, which consists of two girls. Uh, she is, uh, I, w- I would call her Jezebel West. She lives in Texas. The, g- the they, whole group is two, two people? Two, two different girls, uh, one in Carolina, and then Heather Murray's in Texas, and they, they run a blog called Jesselnick's Jezebels. I think it's a Tumblr blog, and they are, they're big time. Wow. Fans. And she's also a uh, Pittsburgh fan, so I'm going to answer her question. Uh, I didn't know you were going to pick it, but uh, but I'm happy to give her Heather a shout out. Um, I do not believe in jinxes, or that I can be a cause of a jinx. Uh, I remember when I worked for Jimmy Fallon uh, in 2009. I was a writer on that show for the first year, and Troy Palomalu came on the show. Mm. And the entire year I worked on that show, I only met two guests. I, I never wanted to meet people or bother anybody. I met Iggy Pop because uh, he's one of my favorites, and I met Troy Palomalu. And I met him, took a picture with him with my terrible towel. And this was right before, I think, the Steelers were 6-2. and two, And it was right before we played Cincinnati. It was a big game in Cincinnati and for, for the lead in the AFC North. And I was very excited. I put the picture up on Facebook. And then the Steelers lost that game against Cincinnati. Palomala got hurt. Oof. And then we lost the next, I believe, five games in a row. I think at the end of that run, we were 6-7. We were, uh, we and seven. And people every day. Every day emailed me on Facebook. I'm like, take this down. You're jinxing us. Since you put this up, we've lost every game. We've lost the player. And I refused to believe it. I refused to go gently into that good night. But I am not a jinx. I am the reason we've won those Super Bowls. <laughs> I am Pittsburgh. I am Steel. You don't even have a Facebook account anymore. Not anymore. I mean, it's up there, but you know. Touchdown. Airbus. That reminds me. You are a jinx. I mean, you just answered her question by saying... Basically, yes, I am a jinx. No, Whenever I get involved publicly with the Steelers, bad things happen. That's not true. I uh, that reminds me when I got my remember when I got that Roethlisberger jersey, nothing bad ever happened. <laughs> uh, that reminds me of when you worked at Fallon, and uh, I went and you introduced me to Questlove because he wanted to ask me a fantasy football question. This is That's when right. I worked at Roto World. And this was one of the biggest regrets of my life. You know, I talked to him for a few minutes, gave him. And, and let me, Greg is a diehard Roots fan. Diehard Roots fan. I went up and I made sure. I wasn't just like, hey, meet Greg. I was like, Questlove, you like fantasy football. This guy is like one of the premier fantasy football minds in the country. And he was very excited to talk to you. He was. He was excited. He asked me a bunch of questions. And then he was like, I'm going to give you my email address. And I want you to email me. And then we'll just, you know, 
email about fan, you know, you can help me with fantasy football. And I was obviously, you know, I'm, this was a long time ago, 10 years ago. No, maybe not that much. Six or seven years ago. Whatever it was, I was really excited about it. He gives, you know, he writes it down on, on the piece of paper. How long did you keep it for? <laughs> I don't know. All I know is about one week later, one or two weeks later, I was like, oh, wait, whatever happened to that piece of paper? And I, look, I looked in my wallet. Couldn't find it there. I asked Anthony. I asked uh, Emika, my wife. You know, if she's seen it, she knows what I'm talking about. Like I remember, it was. I think it was like an Earthlink account. So I just started like guessing what it could be or something. But I, I couldn't really remember. I turned my entire apartment upside down. Never found that piece of paper. And I always feel like that was maybe a a friendship lost or a, a some sort of cool cool experience that I could have had at some you point in my life. Certainly right. You know what would make that story better? If it was longer. You're old Droog. That's a song about reading newspapers, which yeah. really makes me laugh. You're you're really getting into the the dancing here. Second question of Ask Anthony Hot Randy uh, asks: Tell the story about the most gnarly gal you saw with old Gregor's. Get sweet with RGVP. RGVP. RJVP. Did you say G? RJVP. RJVP. Yeah, I screwed it up. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. Okay. Uh, Greg and I went to college in New Orleans, where we uh, we we did it up. Like we were we were hardcore uh, in New Orleans, and I definitely saw Greg with with many women. You didn't really get with gnarly girls. I would say I don't remember like a gnarly girl that you were ever with. What is this? Um, Airbus. <laughs> but my favorite story about you hooking up with the girl is junior year. We we all lived together. We lived like there were like five people in the same house, and we had like where we watched TV was right outside of your bedroom, and we all came in from a night, and you brought this girl home. I think she was a freshman, and we were juniors. Cute girl, but you go into your bedroom and you lock the door. Everyone locked doors because I mean, if there was a door open, we would come for the children, and we would run in there, and we would like make your life a living hell. So you locked your door, and you were so drunk that you went to put on music, and we're like outside listening to like we hear the music come on, and you accidentally put it on repeat so we sat listened there for hours laughing hysterically like trying to watch tv or play video games or something while you hooked up with this girl listening to the rain parentheses super duper fly <laughs> by missy elliott uh, which is famous for beep beep who got the keys to the jeep but you had it on repeat over and over again i, I, I haven't laughed that hard in quite some time i thought this story was gonna be embarrassing but i'm proud of that i mean miss, missy elliott's great you should be i'm your i'm your best friend i would never take you down on the air super duper fly Order one with two espresso shots and they call red eye. Ain't no telling how many newspapers I read. Buy several papers and I'll read them all twice. So I can recite them to you backwards, son. I'm nice. I'm nice. You're old Droog. That song is called Get the Paper. Our, our listener of the week this week uh, is going to be an iTunes comment uh, and review. I mm. just want to remind everyone we appreciate all the uh, reviews on iTunes and the comments. Uh, it really helps, you know, juice up uh, our rankings and whatnot. And this is this is how we're gonna grow this show and continue to do it. I think if the NFL again listens to it at all, it might be stopped dead in its tracks. But it's starting to grow, and we appreciate it. The only way we're gonna grow is through a, you know, word of mouth. So we thank you all for for doing that. Could Subscribe. Get stopped in its tracks, like Greg Hardy's touchdown, Airbud. That's definitely not making it. <laughs> it's 
Stuart Tongue uh, says, Jeselnik is the best comedian alive, yet Greg holds his own in that kid with a disability who finally gets a spot as a non-scholarship player kind of way. Oh, you're kinda it, like, it's like, inspiring. You're like Lucas. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's great. Uh, best comedian alive or dead. I think uh, even corpses can't hold my jock. So uh, thanks, Stuart, and uh, thanks again to everyone who, who sent in. Order one with two espresso shots and it call red eye. Ain't no telling how many newspapers I read. Buy several papers and I'll read them all twice so I can recite them to you backwards, son of nice. Joel Droog. Let's, uh, let's do some screener talk, Greg. Uh, as I've said before, I've said on every episode, I am a celebrity. I am, uh, I'm too big for a podcast, if you will, which I think is kind of like part of the charm of me uh, doing everyone a favor. Uh, this week, I have gotten I got a screener for Furious 7. I know we, we, we referenced Paul Walker yeah. uh, earlier in the episode talking about Airbud. Touchdown, Airbud. Paul Walker is, of course, the Airbud of actors. Um, and it's, it's a weird movie. I didn't see it in theaters. People really liked it. People got emotional. It was like saying goodbye to Paul Walker. And, and I can understand how that may have been like that in the theater. You watch it at home. You watch it on your DVD player, and it's just creepy. Because mm. you were just like picking out, like, that's not him. Okay, that's him. That's not him. That's weird. And at the end, when he pulls up, and you like, no, it's definitely not him, it's really creepy. Oh. It is really weird. You're not selling this, though. People like this movie. Yeah, but they should not have. It's pretty, uh, it's pretty, it's pretty bad. And yet, you, and you bring these in every week. I bring it's weird. It, you, you can't share it with me. I, I bring it in here just to show you that I, ha- that I got it. Yeah. And I know you like to borrow movies, and we borrow movies a lot. But because of the screener policy, I have to watch it once and then cut it up uh, with a pair of scissors. Um, and I like to do that in front of you right now. No. No. No vanilla. Order one with two espresso shots and it called Red Eye. Ain't no telling how many newspapers I read. Buy several papers and I'll read them all twice so I can recite them to you backwards, son of nice. That was your old Droog. Talking about reading the papers. Speaking of reading, let's do some book talk. We talk about movies. Some yeah, we talked about movies last week. You ended every show, uh, the Jesselnik Offensive, that is, on Comedy Central. You always ended it with your tagline, go read a book. Yeah, go read a book. I thought it was funny. That instead of being like, watch what's next on this network, I would say, turn this off and, uh, and read a book. I don't let people read it enough. Um, I enjoy reading. Uh, You're I, a huge reader. I'm a big reader. Um, Voracious, I would say. I, I'd say I'm close to that. Um, I would, I'll talk about what I'm reading right now. The book I'm reading right now is called The Dog Stars by mm. Peter Heller. It's one of those, like, if you've ever read The Road by Cormac McCarthy, it's kind of like that. Like, there's been some sort of apocalypse. It's this guy trying to find his way. It's, it's an excellent book. Um, but the book I'm going to recommend to people because it's Veterans Day, uh, and, I, and, I, and I totally respect our veterans. Shout out to my grandpa, the general. Uh, General Bockridge. General Bockridge. Uh, still with us, still kicking. Um, he's a great man, and I'm going to recommend a book called Redeployment Ooh. by Phil Clay. It's a great book. It's short stories about soldiers returning from war or, or over, over there in war. It's, it's a very uh, real look at, uh, at soldiers and the problems that they face today. I think they're very serious things. I'm not even going to make a joke. It's a great book, and it'll make you respect uh, the men and women uh, who, who serve in our armed forces, and they deserve uh, all our respect, and I think they deserve our understanding as well, which they don't get. They get our respect, but not always understanding. Mm. Read Redeployment by Phil Clay, and you'll be able to understand our, our soldiers a little better. Seriously, that's one of the best books I've read in the last five years. You've read that? We've talked about it. I think we might have talked about it like a year ago. Uh, I, lo- I love that book. That's a great it's choice. A uh, now you're getting me thinking, Veterans Day. Billy Lynn's Halftime Walk is another uh, book which is football-related, um, because it, it takes place at Cowboy Stadium. It's about a veteran coming home. They're actually making a movie about it. Ang Lee's next movie. Hmm. 
and it's unbelievable. And and it's uh, that's by Ben Fountain. Uh, that wasn't going to be my recommendation, but just thinking if people people like redeployment, this is a football book. They'll they'll like that too. One of the best football books ever. But it's really more of a a military book. My my recommendation is going to be uh, Walker Percy's The Moviegoer. Now I named my son Walker after Walker Percy. Uh, the moviegoer is one of my favorite books. And the, the reason I'm going to throw it out there is because it got me thinking last week when you told that story about how our the the definitive moment in our friendship was driving, escaping the hurricane in New Orleans. I think that was 98 or so going to Houston. The, the hurricane never quite hit New Orleans. Uh, you know, that was kind of the defining moment. We're stuck in the hot car and everything like that. And it got it got me thinking of Walker Percy, who had basically a theory that he he said people are essentially happier in a hurricane. He lived in Louisiana all his life that that it sort of drags them out of the malaise. Like he wrote a lot about just being kind of in a malaise of life and you just everything is ordinary. And he would talk about people in Louisiana who who would ultimately be feel more alive during the hurricane or during that, that they would suddenly talk to their spouse in a much different way than that they would ever talk and, and much more alive. And it got me thinking about our trip a little bit. That's a great, that's a great recommendation. So just to sum up to everyone, <laughs> read Redeployment by Phil Clay. Oh, stop. Order one with two espresso shots and they call red eye. Ain't no teller how many newspapers I read. Buy several papers and I'll read them all twice. So I can recite them to you backwards, son of nice. You're all droog. See, this show's going a little bit long, but just think of how many hurricane, you know, the hurricane there, us, uh, that moment. We got, uh, my son is named Walker, Walker Percy. He's got the big theory on hurricanes. I also, on my back... Have a tattoo, yin yang, <laughs> some, somewhat embarrassing tattoo of a uh, yin yang in the symbol of a hurricane that that we were both way not sober for. I think it got late. That's that's maybe for another show. That's but. another show for sure. But we, I would be happy to discuss uh, the St. Patrick's Day massacre. <laughs> was uh, that was our tattoos? Touchdown, Airbud. This is a big show today, but I think really the biggest part is to come. Um, this is going to be great. Um, I'm going to set this up. This is a new bit we're going to do. Um, I like to make picks. I like to make predictions. And uh, this is called. This is a segment called Anthony Jeselnik's Locks, Locks of Love. Anthony Jeselnik's Locks of Love. Uh, now, I, people who've been listening to the podcast or listening to this one today have heard me being censored throughout. You know, uh, you hear a ding. You'll hear something t- clearly taken out um, because of, of, of the way that I talk and the things I talk about. I just want to say that I never agree with censorship. But I understand why any company, especially one as concerned with their image as the NFL, would not want to endorse the things that I say all the time. You know, I get it. I knew the rules when I walked in the door. But now after three episodes, I think that I've gotten a feel for what the NFL will and won't allow. Mm. Now, I, want to be, I want to be a crowd pleaser. I want to give the, the league, I want to give Goodell what he wants. You know, I want to give them something good. And I think I, I have that here. That elevator but, ride was huge for you. Guys. It was so big. Um, the, the other day, we rode the escalator for like an hour and a half. And we just kind of <laughs> went up and down. Uh, the escalator together. But uh, I think Anthony's Locks of Love is going to be a signature bit. So I think mm. I'm going to include you in this. Why don't you go ahead and give me your – give me – let's do three or four. Well, this give is typical. A, this segment lock. is called the Anthony's Locks of Love. But I'm going to But you. I'm making picks. It's kind of like we talked about um, take, taking a photo or getting some photos together for whatever our, our – symbol for this podcast is going to be a design or and you insisted your picture would have to be bigger 
I, I like much bigger, like twice the size. <laughs> that would be really funny. I'm going to go uh, with Casey over Denver to start uh, my picks. I, you know, I want to make some bold picks here. It's part of our uh, bold predictions that will be on the site on Friday. I really believe it. You think Denver's going to drop two Bron- in a row, huh? Broncos missing two good players. All right. I think the Chiefs have played much better, and I think that they pull off a big upset in Denver this week. All right, here's my first lock of the week. This one is a gimme. It's simple arithmetic, one plus one, right? <laughs> Green Bay over Detroit, and God is a myth meant to scare children and weak-minded fools. Touchdown, <laughs> Airbud. <laughs> All right, do you have another one? Do you have a so, second? so wait, the lock. So you had a lock in terms of the game, and then also other. I lock. combine them. I combine them. I got one it. Thing like it's like it's kind of two facts, but it's one lock. Uh, I'm gonna give a lock. Uh, not going out on a limb here. Patriots over. The, the Giants, you know, getting it's not going to get any revenge for those two Super Bowls. Those are those are long past. My first game I ever covered was Super Bowl 42, where they blew the, uh, the record. Non- so they're going to take out that frustration. The greatest non-Steeler Super Bowl ever. And uh, the guy who climbed the flag is going to be there, and he's not burning anything this week. Patriots taking him out. All right, uh, you know my uh, here's my second lock. I uh, I think this week I know one thing like 100. percent I went with my instincts. Then I did some research, and I backed it all up with the Ouija board. Pittsburgh over Cleveland, and jet fuel can't melt steel beams. Edited for not enough, Airbud. I'll eat a car. Touchdown, Airbud. All right, Greg, do you have a third? Uh, do you have a third lock? I don't know if what's the point at this. They're all going to get knocked out at this point. Keep going down these roads. Uh, I'm going to go another upset pick. Marcus Mariota looked great last week in New Orleans. I think that defense is better than people think. Andrew Luck now out for the Colts. Maybe that opens up a little window in the AFC South. Tennessee knocks Carolina from the ranks of the unbeaten. Big upset. That's a huge Takes upset. out the Panthers. That's a huge. That's a huge. Uh, you're putting it all on the line there, your whole reputation. Uh, here's mine. Bet the house. Bet the house. Quit your job and put your cat in a shoebox for this next one. <laughs> because I can guarantee that Tampa over Dallas and Joan Benet Ramsey was a suicide. The perfect crime. Touchdown. Airbud. Why, why are we putting the cat in the shoebox? It's just part of the preparation. <laughs> do you have a last? Do you have a last lock? I've yeah, more. I hate to. I hate to do this because uh, Arizona is uh, the team of the Around the NFL podcast. Uh, you know, the number one podcast on on NFL.com. Never heard of it. Uh, but I think they're going to lose this week. I think uh, Seattle's going to take care of business, make sure that uh, NFC West race is a little more interesting, beat the Cardinals. All right, Seattle over Cardinals. That's a that's a big, uh, that's another big pick. Uh, this, this, I don't even call this a lock. It's like stronger than a lock. This next one is so rock solid <laughs> that before today's podcast, I got this one tattooed on my hand. So then after the game on Sunday, I can say to somebody, hey, do you know what time it is? Well, I do. Time for me to be right. And you know what the tattoo on my hand is going to say? <laughs> It's going to say Cincy over Houston, and the age of consent should be two. And I'm not talking about years. Touchdown, <laughs> Airbud. And that was Anthony's locks of love. <laughs> that was Pavarotti. Uh, now, uh, before we wrap this up, Greg, uh, we haven't talked about them all day. We mentioned that we haven't really talked about them. How are my God kids doing? How are Ellis and Walker? Well, Ellis is old enough to listen to this podcast every week. And last week we were listening and we couldn't, 